got the dummies, Ben and JJ, coming at you with wisdom from the Bible and beyond. This is Dummies with Wisdom. And welcome back to Dummies with Wisdom. What's up, Ben? Oh, nothing much. You know, just over here chilling, looking hot as ever. As always. All right, we got another question. You ready for it? I mean, you can see me. Just feel blessed that, that you can actually see all what's going on here. The listeners, they just get my voice, which, I mean, is top-notch, too. But you get the whole shebang. I mean, boom, you know? Maybe one day we'll go to the live stream and you can bless everybody. Be your own personal oh, ministry. That'd just make everybody distracted, though. I don't, I don't know if that would actually benefit people because they'd just be, like, you know, amazed by what else is going on right here. Too bad you're taken. Yes, I am taken. That 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 would be the one benefit of the video. They'd be able to see this ring right here. But mm. you know, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rachel, you're so lucky. <laughs> All right. Uh, question for the day: uh, At what point must we disassociate ourselves with other churches and slash ministries? So what we mean by that is is you know let's say that our our church or even just ourselves are, are partnering with some sort of ministry or other church, parachurch organization, if, if that church or that parachurch ministry starts to go off a cliff, or not even necessarily off a cliff, but just starts to kind of turn on some of their theology and doctrine, um, and we're not going to talk about the more like logistical side of things, we're talking mainly just theology, if they start to go, go off on, on their theology off into left field, at what point do we say enough is enough, we're not going to partner with you anymore. In order to disassociate ourselves from something, we have to associate with them first, and that's a whole other discussion to have, but I think that is a huge problem we have nowadays. I mean, for crying out loud, why does every single denomination have have its own uh, like overseas missions network? Why are there 364 different Bible translation organizations mm-hmm. instead of... And I mean, you're going to have more than one, obviously. That makes sense for some stuff, like when you're talking about like a seminary or something where you're really honing in on what a specific denomination believes about theology. Mm. But for things that are more about spreading the gospel, just spreading the the knowledge, the understanding of, of who Jesus is, and really just that evangelism, there's no need for every denomination to be stuck in itself. And so that's a whole other conversation to have, but I, I, we do need to start off with the fact that this question doesn't even exist unless you are partnering with other ministries or something other than your own denomination. Right. I've just been super frustrated with uh, the, like, our age of cancel culture almost and just the divisiveness we find among just little kind of like what we call almost secondary issues and mm-hmm. how we have all these splits and then how that's translated into just kind of very inefficient ministry or maybe even just straight up no ministry. Like yeah. sometimes you see some of these splits and there's just nothing going on. But then I think on the other side of the scale, like we're, we're talking about a little bit is it is important to understand where we have to stand theology and what the truth is so that we're, everyone's on the same page. We're not going in with some church that doesn't even believe in scripture. There's obvious points where, you obviously say no. I mean, if you're if you're supporting uh, an organization that suddenly uh, decides to start teaching right. like something completely anti-biblical, I mean, they're obviously on that far side. If they're gonna, if a, an organization is gonna go way off a cliff, then that's a fairly obvious thing. Um, I think a, 
a current issue or a current event that might have that might apply to this. It's been a few weeks. Actually, it's been a couple months now. But about three months now at this point. Bethany Christian Services, which is a huge, uh, yeah, it's it's one of the country's largest adoption and foster care agencies. Hmm. Um, they announced back in the beginning of March or end of February that it was going to begin service providing services to LGBT parents nationwide, effective immediately. Uh, and obviously, Bethany Christian Services, right? Um, they, you know, they're going to start throwing kids into adoption and foster care into you know LGBT parents, which would go against the Christian theology. Right. So I think that's a, that's a, you know, if you're, if you're supporting as a church, Bethany Christian ministries or Bethany Christian services, rather, you know, it's, that's one of those questions where, okay, well, that's, that one's tough too. Cause you, something that's, you know, the goal is, which is to, you know, give kids a home and a shelter, you know, it's obviously a, an amazing thing you know right but i mean but then you even had the question of from a christian-based perspective is it better for them to be in a home like that right i I have no idea honestly like personally i would off the back top of my head you know we're we're wanting to put kids into godly homes and when you put them into a you know a gay home I mean, I look at scripture and you just can't have that no matter how amazing those, you know, two individuals may be, you know. Right. I mean, I've met some pretty amazing, you know, people who are gay, but we don't we don't align on our values and that's going to eventually, you know, pass on to the next generation, which as believers that's something we have to watch out for. Right. I think another example too is just everything that's happened with R Z I M. Right. You know, everything that came out with Ravi and I mean there's there's still being questions brought forward on um, you know the legit legitimacy of of the claims and the study and everything, and we don't need to get into that. But I mean, that's another organization where it's: do you stop supporting them as soon as that report comes out? Um, you know, now I have no idea what what's even going on there. But that's, I mean, I think those are a couple couple things that have happened recently. That it's a: do we stop? Do we keep going? Do we keep going hesitantly and see what happens? Kind of thing. Yeah, and sometimes. I've never been a fan of, you know, in any walk of life going into something hesitantly or not, you know, completely in. But sometimes, you know, you do have reservations, but it is something that's, you know, has shows potential. I th- I think really the answer would really come down to what kind of ministry is it? Mm-hmm. Because if I'm now again, neither one of us are Baptist, but if if I'm part, if I'm a bat part of a Baptist church, mm-hmm. which would by the denomination um or southern baptist say if we're part of if we're southern baptist part of a southern baptist church which i mean i was like a year ago Mm -hmm. that gives money to to uh the southern baptist theological seminary there in louisville kentucky Mm -hmm. my my wiggle room would be a lot less on that than it would be on something like say samaritan's purse Right, because it's a it's a denominational thing that is a school that's meant to teach what the denomination thinks is right, and you're you're broadcasting that as Baptist. Right, something like Samaritan's Purse is meant to be well. Samaritan's Purse might not be the best uh, example. Okay, say uh, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Sure. It's meant to meant to spread the word of God, spread the gospel, and that's it. It's it's not an organization meant to dive into calvinism versus arminianism or what we think about the gifts of the spirit or anything it's simply jesus right 
and I think that's what like Passion City Church and like the Passion Conference has always been good at doing is not entirely disassociating with ministries and like trying to be inclusive especially on that front and with like yeah. church leaders you know and being able to try to you at least bring the like bring the conversation home you know it's like it's not really the end result. almost i would argue that they've almost done that to a fault though i mean with I, some of the people like that they've, they've brought into passion it's been like not just people i disagree with it's like there was one when i when i was there in in 2019 they had somebody preach from the passion translation some guy out of mm-hmm. California, I forget who he was, but like the Passion Translation is arguably one of the worst translations of. It's not even really. A, it's not even a translation. It's like if you decided to paint the Mona Lisa on Microsoft Paint. <laughs> on Microsoft, Paint. <laughs> it is that bad of a translation. Like it just they just throw stuff in there. Like people make fun of the Message Bible. Like man, the Message Bible is like beyond amazing compared to the passion translate it has nothing to do with passion just right. throwing out that they're not associated with so which again cause, cause confusion too because people are like oh this is the passion tra-. no it's not it's not passion city's translation right. no and i mean ironically they put out a, a, a bible that was niv <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but i think i mean and also on that point we've always slightly disagreed on the, that aspect of it. Whereas I'm, you throw people into a huge conference like that for a couple of days. I'm all for getting everybody riled up and like, you know, fired up and let's go conquer the world type of thing. And I think what passion, what passion does is it brings everyone together and it at least gives the, uh, like the almost the capability to have some of those conversations with people that you're not going to align with slash people who may not even, because of what they believe in be believers kind of like a podcast topic that we've talked about before um because right. i've had a bunch of conversations with people who went to passion who weren't even believers you know and like admittedly so yeah and yeah. to all the way from that scale all the way to people who you know are you know on fire they're leaving for africa tomorrow type of people you know right but my my point is i'm i'm with you on that and i i'm not saying that passion needs to be um that you have to have a strict standard of who can you know, preach a passion. There's, I mean, there's, there's people that are there that I have thought are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people that I are, you know, take them or leave them. There's people that I've just like been like, no, absolutely not. Um, but there's, there's a difference between being inclusive and not being, that's, that has negative connotations anymore, but being, not being real honed in on theology and being like, Hey, this guy has held a Bible back in the seventies. One time we know of, right let's get him to speak. And that's, mm-hmm. that's where I think that's where I'm like, okay, they, they get a person, they get about one person a year that I'm like, you don't want to associate yourselves with them. Right. And then, but I mean, I, like I they, also did they, pulled out. Did they have a, did they have Carl Lentz there yeah. a few years ago? I think so. Yeah. Like, cause I think we that, talked about that. Yeah. And I mean, that don't was, I mean, it, he was pretty sure he was not a, a great person before he imploded. In all fairness though, I don't think I've been to a church slash organization if I've been there longer than half a year that I've disagreed with, you know, at least a couple people that, that certain organization or church has brought, you know? Yeah. So, but it's, it's it's a matter of the level. What? It's a matter of the level of disagreement. Eh, Debatable, honestly. No, I'm saying because I, I can disagree, you know, somebody can preach about 
uh, the continuation of the gifts. And I can be like, ah, nah, not on board. Or eschatology or something and be like, I, I, don't, I don't agree with your view. That can be one thing. It can be a whole nother thing when... <laughs> I really should have had an example. <laughs> okay, but going going back going back to this whole thing with like with passion because I think passion is a good example of, um, and we're talking about the passion movement, not passion city church, right? Because um, those are different things. But the passion movement, you're going to have people that you don't always agree with. I think a good example is like Christine Kane. Uh, she's Australian, obviously she's a woman. Yeah. Uh, that started uh, the A21 campaign. Uh, it's an organization that's again fighting uh, human trafficking and slave labor and whatnot, according to this great resource, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> but like her, uh, uh, she preached an entire sermon. Or she preached an entire message, I guess, at, at Passion. And she she used an illustration of a of digging a well or something. Mm hmm. And for it was it was like it was one of those things where it was like a passing comment in in the Bible or whatever, and she was like, "This is the main point of everything." And I was like, "Okay, no," mm-hmm. but it was like that. It was a it was very passionate. She was she was wrong on the illustration, but she wasn't wrong on like, "Hey, this is all about Jesus." Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things where it was like, um, it was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't want to go to a church where what she just preached is the." hardcore theology but at passion it was a great message and i i, I think right. she's a great person i i have no problems with her i would if she was leading a church right but then when we're talking about ministries and who we're going to associate and disassociate with like you know the passion movement whatever i think that like even my family being involved with illuminations i mean i yeah. personally haven't looked at 95 percent if not more of the bible translation companies that are part of the sphere that illuminations is but they're 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 mostly pretty solid right but again like i haven't even looked at it because we all have a common goal in mind to go reach the world for the gospel and that is everyone seems to be on the same page with that and so i think that when you get to some of those type of movements like the passion movement that's why i really appreciate about it is that we can get everybody on a level playing field and for whatever that four or five days it's going to be about it really is it's about invoking the spirit invoking a passion and an understanding of what of how honestly amazing it is that we are believers which again goes back to the point of it depends what what the ministry is but considering considering passion considering illuminations or anything those are all those are all they're all about just broadcasting you know the name of jesus that's that's it i wouldn't withdraw uh support from passion because they bring in one bad speaker because their whole point is broadcasting the name of jesus they're gonna have speakers that i really agree with they're gonna have ones i really disagree with Mm -hmm. they're gonna have ones i really like they're gonna have ones i really don't like uh one of my least favorite ones from the last round at passion actually i think it was my least favorite was john piper People love Piper. Right. I'm not saying that Piper's a bad guy. I just, I'm not a Piper fan. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna, dis, I'm not gonna disassociate because they bring in one person I don't like or one person I disagree with. Are we talking like, I'm going to stop going to seminary or I'm going to stop going to school or going to this church or supporting this ministry? Which I mean, it's close. But then, or am I like for because of that individual? 
and like basically they're standing with that organization or if it's just they're a loner kind of on their own i'm disassociating to the point where i'm not going to go in the fight with them does that make sense yeah yeah i I think i I think i think either one is applicable i think one's like a little bit farther but i mean i think they're both pretty much right they're the same it's like i think that's a like there's they're pretty much the same but the difference is we have the we have that ability living in a freer culture to be able to disassociate from like an organization for not for the sake of it well we do have the ability to disassociate from an organization because of the sake of it but like if we're going to actually live our lives well and as what believers should be like we're not going to because like okay in the middle east you're not going to disassociate from an organization christian organization just because you disagree with them depending depending how 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 deep that is how deep right but the deepness is going to be because of like the depth the depth of it (laughs) yeah the depth of it is going to be because of people right i think i think that's whereas like honestly my and i critique myself i think that's my big thing with baptists is why i've why i personally just kind of closed the door on them for a little while is because it wasn't necessarily because of certain people it was just like i don't agree with them they kind of pissed me off so i'm just going to walk away from that way Whereas there's plenty, absolutely more than, I would say most Baptists, if you can have a good conversation with them and get them on the same page, they're probably going to be some of the best people to go out and do ministry with in general, you know? Right, right. But like, because of my background and I have the ability to, I've just been like, because there's other people I could go to, you know, that are more like-minded, you know, my tendency is to close the door and just be like, all right, screw y'all. I'm going to go this way. If that if that makes more sense, that that yeah that makes sense. I, I'm I'm definitely gone that way that way too. I mean I've been part of, um, you know we went to a Baptist college. Uh, while we were there, I ended up for the last two years at a. Well, there was a Baptist church. I don't know if they were, General Association doesn't matter. Um, and then mm-hmm. went to a Southern Baptist church in Texas. And so, I mean, it wasn't like I went to a church for two months and was like, huh, nope. I, but there's a, there's a whole different mentality amongst a lot of Baptists, and obviously not all of them, but there's a different mentality there that there's an, kind of an understood we're right. Right. Beyond huh. what? I said right. It's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> we're right. And the, it's it's like a, it's not explicit, but it's an understood we're right and and therefore you're wrong yep and the and look i mean i i love the baptists for theology and stuff you know if i'm if i'm gonna go pick up a, a theological book a baptist author is probably gonna be my first go-to there's a lot of there's a lot of baptists that are not like that there's a lot of good baptists who are like even who are like that you know people like uh, albert moeller come to mind um mm-hmm. i don't agree with everything he says but i, I think he's a he's a pretty solid pretty solid dude that being said i'm not gonna disassociate myself from a baptist organization simply because they're baptist right but i will disassociate myself from something that is baptist if they have a mentality of we're baptist and we're right or for for the sake of argument any denomination it's not like baptists are the only ones that are like that but i would i would just as soon 
I would just as soon partner with a Lutheran organization mm-hmm. than with a more solid Baptist one if we're more on the same train of thought as to what our goal is. Yeah. And I think I think part of that too is you and me are, are definitely moving more we've moved much further towards the fact that we need to get people in the doors before we can teach them. Mm-hmm. And so you and I understand a lot about theology, but that's not where our our push is, our drive is. Our drive yeah. is more I think you and you and I would much rather go up to somebody on the street who doesn't believe Christianity whatsoever and debate them on something about Christianity than to go up to somebody in the church and have a debate about right Calvinism. Well, I mean, like we we have fun we have fun those with those debates, but we don't have a purpose when we do it. Right. Honestly. But like for me personally, that's what's frustrating. Is like there's a reason why I would rather have that conversation with someone who's not a believer compared to maybe the more theological conversation with someone within the church because most of the conversations i have with people within the church they're just they're either regurgitating what so-and-so said you know it's not even their own study right or you know they they're 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 throwing the black and white at you without even going out into the real world and like having experience and having like tried to apply what they're reading, what they're studying. So you're trying to talk with a lot of these, you know, people within the church and there's no real, there's a lot of knowledge to it, but there's no practical application. And so then you're just going in circles with them because you can't have, you can't have these arguments because I mean, as we've talked about the Bible's not just a black and white book, it is full of color and you got to go out and practice it and live it out. You and I are talking about that for us. It's more about the association rather than the disassociation because we you and I personally if we're if if you and I are both given a million dollars and to to donate to various organizations we're going to be giving it to the ones that are most fully genuinely expressing the mm. gospel to people who need yep. it right but you and I are going to be very uh discerning in what we would give money to and right. we're we would not give money to a lot of good organizations simply because they're not on our same train of thought. Right. That's a whole different thing to say though, than that a organization's going off a cliff or just going off into left field. And when do we disassociate with them? So let's, let's really go to that since we Mm -hmm. haven't really answered that question yet. When does theology and when does doctrine or even to the point of just philosophy of ministry, take you to a point where you disassociate with somebody even if the results are there right now because i think you have you gotta remember too that those results aren't guaranteed tomorrow right and if if some organization that seems to be doing good but their theology and everything is terrible even if they're doing good for the community okay would jesus support that jesus on the earth would he support that? If the Pharisees had a robust worship ministry, Nicodemus jamming on the uh, lead guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Nicodemus Tomlin. <laughs> Nicodemus Tomlin. Uh, man. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's where I'm saying those. Like, in no world, at least with Jesus talking, I, like, I, I agree with your point in like theory. But I'm trying to think of like, I mean, the, the Pharisees weren't going to do crap. 
just because right, of where their but, hearts but were. Je- like, but Jesus never, Jesus never shows them an ounce of support. Because right. we know that not everything the the Pharisees did was terrible. Their their essence was terrible, which is kind of what we're going at here of if the essence of the ministry is terrible. But the Pharisees, their essence was terrible, and so Jesus vehemently... Vehement, is that the right word? Vehemently? Ve- ve- no. Ve- I think you said it right. <laughs> oh, completely. <laughs> Jesus completely and entirely opposed them as a whole, no matter if they did something good in them. I mean, we don't have really any recollection in the Gospels of them doing good things. You, most of the time that they appear on the scene, they're just trying to stump Jesus or kill him. Right. Which, ironically, the one time he doesn't really oppose them is when they try to kill him. <laughs> I mean, he goes after them and calls them a brood of vipers, and then they come to kill him, and he's like, Peter, put the knife away. Here's your ear back. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that that would be, a, that'd be honestly a question to ask of, there's, if, honestly, if, if Jesus was walking here on the earth, would he support ministry A, B, or C, or church A, B, or C, if what they're doing is good, but their their baseline, their foundation is terrible. And I think, again, that we I want to talk here before we end this podcast about where that line possibly is. But I don't think he I don't think he'd support them. I like what you bring because I think that's where we would really find the heart of people. And I think like what you talked about, like Jesus knew the hearts and minds or whatnot. I think there's there's a lot of ministries that we would that we hone on on both sides, the conservative side and the, maybe the more liberal side, Pentecostal, whatever you want to put that into. Charismatic? Charismatic, maybe, yeah. That I think that's when we would really find the heart of the people leading some of those organizations and the heart of like the churches or the ministries. And right. I think I really do think we would be surprised at the people who Jesus chose to get in with and those he chose not to. I think there are yeah, a lot of, that's a good point. of those organizations that Jesus would, like, the heart is good, but the application is awful. Right. But because the heart is good, it's just a misunder- It's just the misunderstanding of the application. I think right. G- Jesus can, he can work with that, and he's going to work with that. And he does work with that. He works in that with us. But I think there's a lot of, even on the other side, it looks like they're doing good. They're doing good things, but the heart's not good right at all the heart is completely inward maybe even arguably pharisaical and that's where jesus is going to be like no way you know and i think you can find that everywhere you can find the pharisaical heart and the church that is doing nothing you know also right but that's where the whole judging of the heart as a believer like yes we don't you know, we don't, especially in our culture, we don't want to judge. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. But to a certain extent, you have to figure, you kind of have to figure out who you're going to fight with. You got to figure out who's on the same page in that sense. Right, right. And I think that's maybe possibly the most difficult thing right now, especially in our culture, to have to figure out and weave through is like, who are these people who have the heart to go forward and do the work, but at the same time, like, we don't want to be judgy and, you know, condescending and judgmental. Right. So I think, I think what we're coming down to is that the heart matters and therefore the, the theology and everything of a, of an organization matters, but it's, it's that if your core doctrine is good, 
you know, your, your, your primary theology is good. Your heart is good. Even if that's not being implemented well at this point, mm-hmm. that's still very well might be worth supporting. I think right. the, to, to, to get to the point of, Hey, we're, we're supporting this organization. Should we stop supporting them? I think that the answer is going to be, it's, it's going to be different for every person, every church, every situation, every organization that's being supported. But I think it's when when does that organization stop a doing what we are giving them money to do, mm-hmm. or b when are they no longer of our same heart for ministry? So I think it's it's something that there's no there's no clear cut answer unless they're going to go to the point of rejecting key aspects of the gospel or of Christianity. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's definitely one of those things where when are we when are we no longer on that in, on that same battlefield? Right. We might be still fighting the same war, but we're going to be on completely different battlefields. Right. And then just to speak to the flip side, because this is you know, I know this is my tendency. Just because you know you may have a certain I don't know feeling against a certain organization or church or denomination or whatever, don't just shut the door on that just because of your like me honestly shutting the door on conservatives just because i have a bad taste you know like or us or us shutting the door on anything liberal because of the connotations of liberal nowadays right like don't just shut the door because of bad taste or because of preconceived notions maybe but actually do your work to figure out you know because we want as many people on this team as we can so don't limit yourself and i'm speaking to myself here don't limit yourself yeah absolutely you know to just your sphere of people that you are like-minded in because that's not going to get the job done as best you can hey everyone thanks for listening to this podcast of dummies with wisdom to give us comments ask questions or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild email us at dummies with wisdom at outlook.com or find us on facebook at facebook.com slash dummies with wisdom Thank you.